Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, December 9th, 2011, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. I just ate some almonds, so my throat is a little... <clears throat> Excuse me. And here with me in our Orlando, Florida studios is the very lovely Maya Strang. Hey. On our 10 year... Oh, 10 years ago today, I proposed to her. Oh, you did. asked her to marry me. 11 years ago today, I agreed to go on a date with you. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> to her left, uh, the very lovely Hambone, Ryan... Ryan Ham. Hey, everyone. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Ten years ago today, I started producing the Relevant Podcast. Yeah, it feels like it. Not really. <laughs> Actually, I found out, I, I did some math the other day. I've almost produced 200 podcasts. Are you I've been serious? Here. Combining the new and the Relevant Podcast, almost wow. 200. So, Dang. trust me, there will be a massive party <laughs> when we hit number 200. When you hit 200. Well, yeah. Actually, I was trying to figure out, help me figure this out. We started recording this in 2005, like in October-ish 2005. Mm-hmm. There was a little stretch there in late 08, early 09, where we kind of went offline for about three months. And then, But other than that, we've kind of done, out of 52 weeks a year, 40, yeah. 45? I think this year we only miss two episodes. Well, since you've gotten here, we've, we've gotten a little good. more consistent. Prior to you getting here, <laughs> it was kind of like... One a month, maybe. <laughs> no, it'd be like three. We were averaging three a month. Uh-huh. Um, so, times about 36. That'd be maybe 40 a year. And then, since... I'm, I'm just trying to figure out... And we're talking fall of 05. This is like... It's been a long it's a time. Lot. It's a lot so of So six years, 40 a year, 240. We, I mean, we're... Conceivably, next year, we're going to cross 250 of the relevant podcast. We could release a box set. Except you're gonna have yeah, you're gonna have to pay for it. The worst box set (laughs) ever, (laughs) with all kinds of additional B B roll. Yeah, the most disappointing box set in the history of box. Can we press it on vinyl? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's six hundred vinyls, like a washing machine (laughs) box. It's delivered by freight truck. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so rich and warm. Sounds crackly. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of crackly, I just get a bunch we'll, of almonds. We'll scratch it. Right. So it sounds even more crackly. Well, I, so how many did you say it was total? 3,000. <laughs> no, we don't. I don't know. I, we, we started like October can, 5th, can 2000. listener go ahead and Be, Because now. I'm Let's trying to think out. of how many minutes it would take to listen to them all. Or how many hours mm. you, you would have to dedicate to listen to every episode. If we averaged 40 a year since October of 2005... Which is likely. You have mm-hmm. 06, 07, 08, 09, 10, and 11. That's six years plus three months. That's We might be at 250 right now. This might be number it's, 250. It might be. Because six Welcome years... Welcome to be- our 250th episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a celebration. This is the 250th uh, episode blowout. That's why Chad has a giant water bottle full of water. <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. How depressing. It might be vodka. How, how, de- <laughs> how, de- sure. how depressing would it be if this is like 252? And, and we, we missed did, it. And we missed it. It's like the guy that turns over 100,000 miles on his car and he sees it at like 100,001. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had his camera already, but he was like right in the middle of like a text message or something. Oh, come on. <laughs> wow. I, w- I mean, because again, six years, if we averaged 40 a year, which is pretty darn close that's 240 then you got to add in the fall of 05 mm-hmm. this might be guys oh man i really hope it's not 253 <laughs> i really do that's sad well and if in case this is our 250th episode uh, we, have, Yay! We, we have a great <laughs> at a bodega we have a we have a great uh podcast planned so so it kind of works out uh, coming up later, we have 10th Avenue North in our studio performing a couple of Christmas songs. They fun. came especially for our 250th episode. <laughs> <laughs> 252. Three months yeah, they ago. they heard it was 252, <laughs> and they dropped everything to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we also have an interview uh, with Ali Elage of the Bethlehem Christmas Project, uh, which... Uh, brings together a team of American, Israeli, and Palestinian Christians to deliver Christmas gifts to orphans. So that's coming up later. 
That's where I was a couple so days you ago. Just, you just came back. I was in Palestine for the last 10 days. Did you uh, go to Bethlehem? Are you going to give a recap? Stay, I stayed in Bethlehem for four days, actually. I actually stayed with a family hmm. there as well. That's cool. Uh, one of the nights. Uh, yeah, I can talk about that later, maybe in Slices or something. Did you listen to last week's podcast? No, of course not. Probably, probably for the best. It's Talk. a good thing we did a three-hour episode. Yeah. What happened? We talked about a few things. Like the what? fact, The fact that you won't listen, and so we just talked about a few things. Well, well, well wait a minute. Maya <laughs> I brought talked up about a few things. things. Maya brought Regarding up a few Cameron. things, yeah. I brought up about It's the, all good stuff. Yeah, just listen. It's all good stuff. Like what? <laughs> like, Don't tell him. <laughs> no, no, no. You no. have to get him to go back and listen. No. This what? is the only yeah. way to do what? this. What? You said something about me behind my back? Well, no, well, everyone. In front of 70,000 other people. Like what? Give me one. Um, had to do with Muppet movie. Oh, I love them. Oh, that I teared up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you cry? Did you, I didn't cry. Was it during, you got emotional. Was it during Rainbow Connection? Yes. <laughs> well, obviously. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Because I have a soul, Maya. <laughs> <laughs> it was sweet. Uh, that movie. Like, he's not going to listen to it. Let's talk about I cried in the movie. Made, movie. The movie made me so happy. Yeah. Well, that explains some tweets I got this week. Of oh. People going, "I I cried at Muppet Movie too," and I'm going, and I'm like, "What?" Like, I'm going, "Are they are they referencing three weeks ago when I tweeted that I went to the Muppet Movie? Why are they telling me this? And why is it two? I didn't I didn't know what. Oh, I'm never leaving again. I'm sorry, Palestinians. I'm not going to help you broker peace any longer because I I can't afford to leave the podcast. Or you could just say, I'm no longer going to cry during children's movies. (laughs) I think think that would be an an equal token of your dedication to brokering Middle East peace. All right. um, Up first, your entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, December 13th, just in time for Christmas. Trent Reznor. And Atticus Ross with the girl with the dragon tattoo soundtrack. They're the ones who did the uh, that other soundtrack. Social Network. <laughs> Social Network soundtrack. <laughs> sounds like one. a real uplifting uh, soundtrack for this the holiday one is like, season. This one is like, yeah. it's like three discs. Yeah. And there's a, is it a six vinyl yeah. set that costs $300? Yeah. It's crazy. They worked on this soundtrack for 14 months. Yeah. Well, it's I really heard the impressive. last vinyl is just a couple outtakes from the relevant podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a good soundtrack. Yeah, they they released six songs for free this yeah. last week. Okay, so they released six songs for free. Yeah, they're going to charge three hundred dollars for the vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's just wrong. If vinyl costs that much money, then maybe we should press our podcast on it. That's another revenue model. All like, you got to sell is like four to turn a profit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the only other music release on Tuesday is uh, Yonzi and Cio Rose with "We Bought a Zoo" soundtrack. Mm. We bought a zoo, the Matt Damon family holiday movie. Mm-hmm. We bought a zoo for Christmas. Apparently, Yonzi and Sigur Rose is doing the soundtrack. Yeah, there are a couple other good people on it, too. It's because it's directed by Cameron Crowe, the guy who did is Almost really? Famous. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So it may not be terrible. Well, at least the soundtrack won't be. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like if, if you could just yeah. take the voices out of the film. <laughs> And <laughs> just be some like really like high concept music video at that point. I mean, it depends on like, are we talking about almost famous Cameron Crow or like Jerry Maguire Cameron? Crow? You know, almost famous Cameron Crow doesn't hold up. Have no? you watched almost famous? I haven't watched lately? almost famous lately. I uh, don't. Okay, it's well, good it, to know because Jerry Maguire doesn't hold up either. It, like I loved almost famous when it came out, and I watched it. I own it, and then I watched it for some reason in the last few months, and it it just it what I don't know. It just didn't have that. It's kind of like when you watch like uh, Tombstone or Dead Poet Society or these films that, at least in my life, were like iconic. Mm-hmm. They they don't hold up. It, it, that's like the first time I saw Scarface. Oh. Like I heard so much about it, how sweet it was. Then I'm like, are this who decorated his mansion? Yeah, that, <laughs> that like, movie honestly, is it looks not like good. an extra from like the Golden Girls set. Yeah, and like and the the soundtrack to Scarface. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, so Rosie Yonzi did it. <laughs> yeah, it's not even. It wouldn't even be like ironically bad. No, it's just bad. Well, and then his accent, like that, has to be offensive yeah. to someone. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That, the whole movie is ridiculous. Yeah. What's the best gangster movie? Uh, the Godfather. Other than The Godfather. Goodfellas. That, um, Other than Goodfellas. Casino. That one with Michelle uh, Pfeiffer. Casino's okay. It's really long. Like, she's a school teacher for That's the gangster. That's not a gangster. Dangerous, dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. <laughs> dangerous minds. <laughs> I think... I'm going to throw like, my hat out the wrong there. kind of gangster. Uh, Coach I'd Carter. Have, yeah, but they had a song. <laughs> Did you just say Coach Carter? 
<laughs> I would I would put the departed up there. Yeah. Oh, um, that was good. Oh, that was good. They That's shot comes yeah. off the Boom. elevator. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. Did you see that? That coming? was one of the only movies where the entire theater gasped audibly yeah. at the no same joke. time. No yeah. yeah. Nothing. I think that happened in Jaws too. Yeah. And Real Steel. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, there was a scene like that in Coach Carter. As well. <laughs> Speaking so. of movies, movies coming out on Friday, December sixteenth, just in time for your uh, Christmas family time. <laughs> uh, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, oh, yeah. uh, starring Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law, I Rachel like McAdams. Fight in those mm-hmm. Also coming out, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Apparently, they go to a pirate ship. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> Nicolas Cage should be in that. Yeah. And, and they search the for treasure. I hope it's... I want it to be good. It won't be good. I, I, I wish they would just drop the mission and title from the title. So it's well, just Ghost Protocol. They almost did, because Ghost <laughs> Protocol is huge in the ads. So Mission Impossible is really tiny. Yeah. Kind of like Tom Cruise. No. <laughs> oh. Also coming out, Carnage uh, with Jodie Foster, Kate Winslet, oh, yeah. and John C. Riley. Uh, and then uh, last and least, Alvin and the Chipmunks called Chipwrecked. Jason Lee, <laughs> David Cross, and others. Wait, did you see David Cross is in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's been, and, been and in all of those chipmunk uh-huh. movies. Here's, here's a tip if there are any parents out there. Just because David Cross is in the chipmunk <laughs> movie, don't let your kids listen to his stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and well, word to the wise, Alan Chipmunks, you might tear up. <laughs> if you have a, I, if I will you have say a this about Jason Lee and his career. He knows drama. <laughs> <laughs> but only lately. He knows drama. Oh, He's on like five TNT cop dramas, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Tango and Ke- uh, no. Oh yeah, what yeah, was that? that? Bash, Franklin and Bash. Franklin Franklin and Bash. Bash. Yeah. It got picked up for season two. Did it really? Yeah, Franklin and Bash is coming back. The worst thing about the NBA playoffs was Franklin and Bash promo commercials <laughs> throughout the entire NBA playoffs, and then yeah, it, it made me happy for the lockout that at least I wouldn't have to subject <laughs> myself to even a commercial for Franklin and Bash. Well, yeah, your dream scenario for the NBA season happened. Which was? You don't have to pay full price for your tickets all season. That's right. But you get to go for some of the games. That's right. Yeah. I'm very happy. And it's long enough of a season that it'll feel full, not half. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about giving me something to do in the evenings. I mean, there's back-to-back-to-back games. Yeah. I can watch games every night of the week. Whereas before, you, yeah, it's a couple days in between games. Yeah. Uh, It it, it serves everything I like about everything. Short... (laughs) Short attention span, more of what I want, cheaper. You know, I mean, it's like it's like they tailor made this. I also me. would love it if you would start some sort of offshore gambling boat just for NBA. Mm. Yeah. On our on our boat, yeah, yeah, irrelevant boat. We'll just take our little boat out <clears throat> yeah. in the middle of the sea, probably die yeah, like three quarters of a mile yeah. out. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not going to make it very no. far. But we could take it down to the uh, Lake Ivanhoe. Lake Ivanhoe, yeah. <laughs> or or, or international. Well, if I go to the dead life. center of Lake Ivanhoe, I just uh, want to make sure that's international waters, right? <laughs> like I'm not under United States jurisdiction if I'm in like the dead center of the lake. I think. I think. You could also. I think technically, I think the letter of the law is a stone's throw. <laughs> so that's no man's land. I can't gamble. <laughs> NBA games. You could also drift nearby a barge. And somehow hook up a towing line. That's true, but how do we get back? You wait for another barge. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when you tell everyone, night. you're like, we're probably only going to be out for the evening, but I'm not sure. <laughs> we may be here a while. I may want to pack some rations. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I, you're going to you're going to be gambling. gambling operation in my garage in the safety <laughs> of my home uh, and just keep it on the DL, or I can secretly tow myself out to international waters <laughs> in the back of the barge. Obviously I just want to be ladder. in the clear legally. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, your entertainment releases. Stay tuned up next. Slices. Right now, we have a special Christmas subscription offer sure to make gift giving easy this season. When you get your first subscription to Relevant for $14.95, each additional gift subscription is only $9.99. 
Now, I know we give you podcast listeners a hard time about only downloading our free podcast. So now you have no excuse. Stop freeloading and go prove us wrong. You go to relevantmagazine.com slash freeloader and give relevant this Christmas. You're listening to Hillsong. The song is O Come, Let Us Adore Him. From the album Born is the King. It's playing right now uh, on Relevant FM, which is playing only Christmas music right now. So if you are ever in the mood to deck the halls, tune in. <laughs> or if you're donning gay apparel, True. tune in <laughs> True. to Relevant FM. True. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Rosie Thomas with her ditty, Why Can't It Be Christmas Time All Year? Uh, it's from the album A Very Rosy Christmas. Did you add the word Diddy or did Chad Chad write Diddy? He doesn't write Diddy. Okay. I add Diddy when well, I sure. feel it's appropriate. Well, I write sure. P. Diddy. Right. <laughs> if it's his his, uh, carol, it applies. his right. carol is coming up later in the right. podcast. Right. <laughs> um, Very festive. Speaking of Christmas music, um, when we were in Bethlehem, which is in the West Bank in Palestine now, mm-hmm. you know, um, behind the wall, uh, it's a Christian town. Which, you know, Palestine, you think it's all Muslim or, you know, it's uh, Christians and Muslims that live in Palestine. And, and uh, Bethlehem is a Christian town. Mm-hmm. And there were Christmas decorations everywhere. Like in the streets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the street, I mean, like the city, like decorates for Christmas. Were but there it, nativity scenes? No, because there's the actual nativity. But <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I was going to say that would be. <laughs> uh, but, but it was like all Santa Claus stuff. That was mm. the craziest thing to me. It was ah. all like the Coca-Cola Santa Claus, hmm. you know, which was just weird and wrong but I, I won't get into it I've gotten a lot of I, I was tweeting a little bit while I was overseas um, and a lot of people asked like well are you gonna write about it is it gonna be a podcast or something you know we were I was there with a small group um, and we were there for eight days uh, and about 80 percent of our time was spent in Palestine um, meeting with uh, Palestinian leaders and especially Christian leaders and church leaders both in Israel and in Palestine um, talking about the church there, but more than that, talking about what peacemaking would look like. What what would Jesus be about right now? The conflict there is probably the most complicated thing that I've ever encountered from, because there's a political overlay, there's a historical overlay, but there's a deeply theological overlay, mm-hmm. which informs the political, which informs the military, which informs the... So it's like... Um, it's complicated. It's uh, really unfortunate what's happening. I mean, there's a lot of persecution and oppression and human rights violations happening under the kind of like the international community has just looked the other way. And so the Christian church is really being persecuted there. Um, you don't think about Palestine, you know, you think about Hamas and you think about radicals and you, you think about violence. And what you don't realize is that there's 99.9% of the people are wanting peace and, uh, there's a church there, a Christian church there that goes back to Jesus. I mean, like mm-hmm. unbroken, never left the land. You know, I actually literally asked um, one of the um, denominational leaders that we met with, like, like, when did your family come to be Christian, you know, in this area? And he goes, well, this village is halfway between Capernaum and Jerusalem. So when Jesus walked it, he would <laughs> stay here and he uh, taught uh, my ancestors, you know, uh, to believe, and they became Christians, and uh, we've been in this village ever since. And he has a <laughs> two thousand year unbroken history of Christian faith. Wow. He's so like, yeah, like, you might have heard, like, you might have heard, heard about my church. Um, <laughs> it was the one in Matthew. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty famous. No big deal. And and he's like, you know, my family's been here. We don't care who's who's governing the territory. We've been here when it was Romans. It was, we were here when it was Muslims, and we were here when it was. Uh, you know, the Ottoman Empire, then the British Empire, and then Israel came in. He's like, that's cool. You know, whatever. We, we've been here. We're here. This is our land. This has been our land ever since. You know, we've been agricultural. We've been shepherds. We've been, you know, whatever. And it's just so weird to think of that that yeah. context, that history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what... <laughs> How did your family come to know Jesus? Well, he came over for dinner one night. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just insane. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we we uh, we spent, I mean, it was a whirlwind time. I mean, we probably spent 16, 18 hours a day meeting with people, talking about peace, understanding the conflict and the layers of the conflict, the human rights issues, um, what the international community is doing to help and hurt the situation and kind of 
talk about what could a solution be that is pro-Israel, pro-Palestine, and pro-peace. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, I know that theologically may ruffle some feathers of people that grew up in one, you know, evangelical bent, you know, pro-Zionist and stuff, but there's got to be a way that we can support the Jewish and Israeli people and support the Palestinians, including the Palestinian Christians, and 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 and, and promote peace. There's got to be a way that we can do that. And so the group that went, we're uh, we're all we were all very shaken by by what we encountered, uh, probably unexpectedly so. And I have committed myself to study. I want to really understand this and understand why I believe what I believe about that area and why I believe theologically what I believe and what I can do to help and what we as Christians, what our generation can do to help. And mm-hmm. so rather than getting into it here, you know, I feel like it's almost like too soon, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm definitely interested to figure out what it is that God's calling us to say and do um, in the in the coming months and years. Um, you so, almost weren't allowed to come back, though. I that <laughs> is true. <laughs> it's kind of a fun story. <laughs> I uh, I because we spent so much time in Palestine, which is not something that uh, Israel wants you to do. Um, by the way, the all the famous Banksies. Uh, are are in the massive wall that surrounds Bethlehem, and so mm-hmm. I saw them all and took pictures. <laughs> There's actually like a Banksy tourism, you know? <laughs> but um, d- d- does you're not being allowed to leave have to do with graffiti? No, <laughs> no. Although some of the guys on the trip were plotting like how to graffiti the wall. But um, I, I purchased a few things deep in Palestine that are not tourism area types of things that you purchase when you go into the Israeli air- airport. That makes it sound like hashish. <laughs> yeah, this is beginning to sound like an episode of Locked Up Abroad. This is how they all start. It might have been. But <laughs> so you you put your bags through screening and stuff and they saw stuff. Anyway, I just got tagged. And so they take you to this area where they open your checked luggage and they literally remove everything and they scan and sniff and like... Like they do all the bomb stuff and whatever for everything in your bag. And it took a long time and they started asking me all these questions and, and then they opened another bag and I had all this professional photography and recording equipment, you know. And so my, oh, I'm just a tourist saying the holy sites story didn't line up with you don't come with $20,000 of recording equipment if you're just, you know, a tourist. And then they found like Palestinian, you know, apparel like like the scarves and stuff and there business cards and i had business cards from uh leaders from the plo that we met with and various (laughs) formerly terrorist organizations and 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 they're asking me about what i was doing with these people and and then they're and so look they're not terrorists anymore well they aren't the plo isn't they stopped that in 88 but um you know we met with the lead negotiator for the plo and uh, it's my story wasn't adding up, and so then I got basically. You also had a large amount of hashish on, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then and then I got so then I got pulled back into this uh, kind of um, interrogation room where they had me stripped down to uh, my a t-shirt and undergarment, shoes, socks, everything. They took my passport. They took everything on me. <laughs> And said, we'll be back. And they took everything. And they just left me in this room. Like, That's terrifying. In so terrifying, Israel, where yeah. you have no civil rights. Yeah. None. You right. have no civil rights. So they have all my bags. They have everything that I had. They took everything off me, including my passport. And they left me in this little tiny room, drew the, drew the drapes, and I was sitting there. And my group was long <laughs> gone. I was the last one of all of us. And um, one other guy in the group kind of got the thorough check, but then you know he was yeah. he wasn't pulled aside, you know. Can, so can apparently, I make a, a guess what happened when you were in that interrogation room? <laughs> a guy with like rolled up dress sleeve shirt, loose and tie comes in and goes, Cameron, it's Cameron, right? Cameron, have a cigarette. Cameron, I want to talk to you. <laughs> and then the bad cop comes in. Is that right? Is that no, how it shook down? The room was the size of a stall in a bathroom. <clears throat> It he was, immediately flipped the card table over. Well, there's no card table. I'm saying it's like there's room for me and one other person. So then when one or two, so then when there's, they come back two or three people to talk to you, they're like on top of you and they want you to sit. And they're like standing in this little tiny stall sized room. It's like when Kramer 
got interrogated by the male, male people. For the Postmaster General, <laughs> Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, thank God you're an American. Because, like, if you, like, I mean, if you would have been from, like, Turkey, like, you'd probably still be there. Right. So, and and then they made me walk back and forth, like, strip down back and forth, back and forth between a metal detector. And, like, and then, you know, I'm just being nice, and I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm just smiling. And these are these are young guys. I mean, they're all, like, 20. They're all just being, trying to be, you know, tough guys and whatever, you know. So, I'm just, like, and then they finally came back after, like, 30 minutes of them just trying to make me sweat. You know, I know what they're doing. They're just, you know. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't break any rules, yeah. you know. Um, they, uh... You know, they brought me my passport, my pants, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Is everything okay?" They're like, "Yes." I'm mean, like, they went. So apparently, what they did is they went and they checked all my electronics. Yeah, they opened up, they looked at my photos, they looked at my computer, they looked at my iPad. The, the crazy thing was when you got your iPad back, there was a new high score on Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> like I had not unlocked that deep into it. <laughs> yeah. So okay. All that and all that started because they have Santa Claus signs around right. Bethlehem. <laughs> oh, other things that I saw in Palestine that were awesome. Uh, so in Israel, it's a modern first world country, you know. So you have the ancient, but it's like really cool architecture and a lot of money and you know whatever. You step foot into Palestine, and it's like a second world country. I mean, it's 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 just not the same. And and so like the laws are very different, and so the company and commercial aspects are very different. So uh, you would never see this in Israel, but when we were deep in Palestine, like Ramallah, which is kind of the capital of the Palestinian Authority, um, and some other, there would be like um, like a coffee shop, and it was like, uh, and we saw several of these, so it's a pseudo chain over there, mm-hmm. Stars and Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> stars and Bucks. And the logo was, I mean, it's green and white, circle, with Stars and Bucks. You would never see that in Israel, but who's going to go into Palestine and try to enforce their copyright? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyway, so Stars and Bucks, so I got a, I got a Stars and Bucks mug. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, so Slices. <laughs> what do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, speaking of stars and bucks, um, some of you may be choosing to go to the American version, Starbucks, this (laughs) holiday season and ordering a venti eggnog latte. But for uh, consumers who want to try this drink, they should be warned that uh, this drink does not have your average caloric or sugar intake. Uh, In one venti um, eggnog latte from Starbucks, there are 179 calories. I, I'm sorry, 500. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, that's, that's, not not bad. Like, that's fantastic. That sounds pretty reasonable. I'm trying to watch my rate. Yeah, yeah. let's go get yeah. some. No, no, 579 calories. Wow. That, wow. that is just for perspective. That's 90 more calories than a Big Mac. Wow. Except the, the downside of this, it has zero nutritional value. Hmm. Um, <laughs> also, unlike, unlike a there, Big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are 73.8 grams of sugar. Whoa. That's 17 Whoa. teaspoons. Wow. So that's you will pretty crazy. much automatically become diabetic if you drink one cup of this. <laughs> that That's more than the daily intake. It, just in the one eggnog latte. Wolfer Brimley also hates eggnog lattes because of the diabetes. So, so <laughs> <laughs> but who who would go order a venti eggnog latte and not think that it's going to be like a milkshake? They probably get it non fat, non fat milk. They're like they're like no whip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no whip. They're like let's do the non fat whip on that. You got light sprinkles. I mean, but I think if you're if you're lining up for the for the vent, I mean, I would think like oh yeah, this is kind of like a splurge, like a milkshake. I mean, I don't think people would be shocked that it's 600 calories. Do you? For one latte. For some reason, latte, I think, oh, that's, not, that's probably not too bad. It's just liquid, you know? Yeah. I also feel like... So um, are milkshakes. Who's going to get a venti? Me. Like, you would get a venti of that sweet, heavy... I've never had an eggnog. They're, it's so... So like, sweet. It's so heavy and thick and... That, like me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just like, I will drink your eggnog. <laughs> I mean, it's just like after two sips of eggnog, I'm always done. It's just like, okay, that was that was good. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. Had a little bit of eggnog. I, just out of curiosity, I looked how many calories were in one stick of butter. Okay. <laughs> to determine that if you're better off eating a stick of butter or the venti eggnog latte. That sounds like a podcast game. Stick of butter or venti eggnog latte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should do we should do a game that's stick of butter or. Yeah. And then just pick random menu items yeah. that or, are, are that you have to determine if it's a stick of butter or a menu item. Let's let's make a note of that because uh, that'd be fun. noted. 
<laughs> uh, no, the stick of butter has uh, 810 uh, calories in it. Just so you'd stick. still be better off with a latte, but not by a whole lot. And hot butter would be delicious. Mm-hmm. In the latte? <laughs> if, you, if you had to eat a stick of butter, would you just eat one, like just straight up in a stick, or would you melt it in a little bowl? If I had to something? eat it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, what if what if you had a stick of butter latte, you know, hot, melted, yeah. with a side of lobster? <laughs> All together is one. Mm-hmm. And it's like dipper sticks, and you dip the... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> They should have dipper sticks for the eggnog latte. <laughs> dipper sticks. What would what would the, what would you dip? I don't know. I've never had eggnog. Like what ginger- goes with eggs? Oh, yeah, it would have to be something sausage. sweet. Gingerbread like, uh, would be great. Sausage. No sausage. Yeah. Sausage and eggs go together. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think gingerbread would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking with sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Still going with sausage. <laughs> That's what I call a hearty breakfast. It's really That's weird. I I actually made. Yeah. My this own... morning I had eggnog and sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got me going. They say eggs are good for you in the morning. I was asleep mm. by 10:30, mm. but. <laughs> and I'll be honest. I had chest pains that are really. <laughs> Weird pain in my lower back. I don't know what that's from, but and and I, my my eyesight's been a little blurry. But other than that, I mean, I I wasn't hungry till like eleven after that. So. What do you have, Maya? I have a wonderfully disturbing slice from the great state of Florida, just down the road in Daytona. Um, there is a elderly community out there. Um, they're everywhere out there. They are everywhere out there. But, uh, is that the slice? Yes. That was my news. That's the old people's sports center yes. <laughs> update. Breaking news out. There is an center. elderly community out there. <laughs> Next. Next. Well, apparently, um, this group of grandmothers, uh, as they refer to them, elderly women, oh, uh, 60 and up. Um, 60 is not that old. I'm just well, the, I guess, well, these people are wanting to live in a community. Well, it says the um, youngest person is 44. The oldest is 87. <laughs> what 44-year-old is moving <laughs> to a retirement community? Yeah, that is pretty young. That is Maybe pretty she young. just never um, moved out of her parents' house. <laughs> 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 well, this community, they're trying to re, um, remodel their kitchen at the American uh, Le- Legion Post. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they, uh, these women decided that they're not making enough money um, doing their bake sales, which brings in a couple hundred dollars. That's their usual go-to fundraising event. They decide they're not making enough money. So you ready, men? They are doing a nudity calendar for 2012. No. It is flying off the shelves. The men there love it. <laughs> um, they call it the 2012 ladies of the 32744, which is their zip code. <laughs> what? And collective age. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, I, uh, one lady set, who is 75 is Miss July. She is depicted sitting on a tank wearing nothing but combat boots <laughs> and a helmet and holding a red, white, blue scarf. <laughs> well, wow. I now know uh, what I'm bringing for the white elephant gift for the relative <laughs> Christmas party. And now you have a present for Casey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so o- only you could have brought that slice. I know. <laughs> I Otherwise, it's really creepy. It's It's just. Horrible, and at the bottom they give a, a, a an address that you can mail money to to help them uh, to uh, so raise, that they won't produce money. any more Basically, yeah. Send them money just so they could get this yeah. kitchen redone. Um, yeah, because right now it's it's out of code, so they're not able to hold their pancake breakfast and spaghetti dinners, is what it says. Cool. <laughs> so so the, they're posing nude for they need their they need their pancakes. It says they're they're posing tastefully, but. <laughs> It doesn't. That's just mm. anything other covered in a blanket is n- more than I. <laughs> they should all be snuggie. wearing, yeah, the or absolute Christian lazy yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. the forever lazy. Forever, forever lazy. lazy. Yeah, yeah, we talked about those. I or really they need to be one. covered in prayer. Yeah, covered in prayer. I really want one. <laughs> wow. Still. All right. So that's that's the breaking news from here in Florida. It's good to know. <laughs> all right. Uh, it, everyone like the Mona Lisa is probably the most famous painting in the world. And um, it seems like every once in a while someone's come up with some new wrinkle on it. Like, you know, what is she smiling at? What does her hand gesture mean, etc. <laughs> uh, this new or uh, an artist says he was looking at the Mona Lisa uh, sideways and decided that he saw that he sees three uh, the shapes of three animals in mm-hmm. the painting. Uh, a lion, a buffalo and some sort of reptile, either a snake or a lizard. He's not sure. Mm. Um, and apparently like a magic eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like, or like one of those highlights, uh, 
highlights magazine things where you can like find hidden objects in the oh, picture. That was, that was good. Yeah. Um, but apparently he says that those indicate that uh, the painting is actually about envy and that her hand gestures are somehow uh, challenging heaven. <laughs> um, which I think just proves that this guy has way too much time on his hands. He like emailed every news outlet, like hoping someone would pick up yeah. his, his. Yeah. And of course a British tabloid did. Yeah. I mean, if you're the daily telegraph, that's like gold for you or the sun. That's Stop ridiculous. the presses. Yeah. I just got oh no. This, yeah. And this one was the sun. It's always the sun. <laughs> it's always the sun. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have. It's very short. It was very short. Yeah. Well, cause it's good to make up for my rambling on about Israel and <laughs> rambling. Getting interrogated oh. in my underwear. Right. All right, stay tuned. Up next, 10th Avenue North, Deck in the Halls. listening to the undeserving uh the song is the grinch it's playing right now on relevant fm 10th avenue north is a pop rock band from west palm beach florida so they recently came through our studio but unfortunately it was before we had our new studio yeah right well, they there was like eight of them and they just crammed around this podcast studio that's just sad it was sad <laughs> uh and we didn't have a keyboard for them we didn't have you know our new well, studio. now we have, we have a, a baby piano, piano yeah. in there which is beautiful but since we didn't have a keyboard, there's a piano part in the song, and there's also a trumpet part in the song. So the one guy sang the trumpet part with his mouth, like bump, bump, like bump, the like, sing off on NBC, exactly. And the other guy played the piano part on his iPhone and held it up to a microphone. Nice. So, <laughs> well, there you go. If, if you hear a few bunk notes in there, it's because he was playing off his iPhone. We'll forgive him. Yeah. Here is Tenth Avenue North with Deck the Halls. Celebrate the birth of Jesus tonight. 
That was 10th Avenue North. Check them out at 10thAvenueNorth.com. listening to Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. I like them. It's playing right now on Relevant FM. The Bethlehem Christmas Project brings together um, American, Israeli, and Palestinian Christians to deliver Christmas gifts to orphans, children with special needs, and children suffering from post-traumatic stress in and around Bethlehem. The whole project is designed around bringing Arabs and Jews together and demonstrating the love of Christ both to believers and non-believers and encouraging the church there. Uh, Ali El-Hajj is the founder of the Bethlehem Christmas Project. Ali was born in Lebanon and moved to America after the Lebanese Civil War. I'll tell you, a lot of people, when you think about Bethlehem, it's, uh, you think, what the picture from the Bible, you think, whatever. It is the opposite. Hmm. It's like uh, you have to drive through a massive military checkpoint um, and, and the wall, the 24-foot tall wall with barbed wire surrounds the city, enclosing it in a way that makes it tangibly feel like a prison, hmm. a prison yard. Uh, because of that, it's cut off all the economic viability. The major, the major road um, that connected uh, the Church of the Nativity all the way back to Jerusalem, which the major traffic and um, commerce was on, has been choked, completely choked. It's nothing but empty storefronts. Uh, it's marked with uh, signs of violence. There's some major refugee camps in and around the area. Um, but in the midst of all this oppression and 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 kind of economic despair, there's a thriving church there. Um, various denominations. I actually went to, I actually went to a uh, Sunday morning. I went to an evangelical church, the largest one in the city. It was about 200 people. Wow. Um, singing, you know, worshiping in Arabic, and uh, the sermon was great. Incredible pastor. We had a translation th- ear yeah. earpiece. You know, yeah. um, it was it was really fantastic to see. Uh, a Christian community in Bethlehem that's been there literally for two thousand years, hmm. um, but at the ma- at the same time, the contrast uh, of the oppression and hurt and and human rights uh, violations that are happening in and around Bethlehem uh, are are just are just heartbreaking. And I'm really glad to see organizations like this um, getting involved to make a difference uh, to unite the church there and support the church there. Our very own Heather Meikle recently spoke to him. Here is Ali Elaj of the Bethlehem Christmas Project. Here in America, we're we're thousands of miles away from from the direct conflict. But why should the Israeli-Palestinian conflict matter to Christians? As believers, um, there's a real misunderstanding of Christianity over there. Um, and, and in fact, we don't ever say that we're Christians because it is a it's a very politically laden term. Um, and the only equivalent is that that I can think of is you know where you hear you say you know political Islam or you know or you talk about you know the, the nations the, you know, the Muslim nation. Well, that's kind of in, in sort of how if you say I'm a Christian, how it's how it's perceived in, in, in many times. I mean if. You know, if you think at it from a Jewish perspective, you know, Jews were persecuted by Christians for many years. Um, and, and, you know, for, for Muslims, you know, you say, I'm, I'm a Christian, and, and, and it's sort of like, oh, you know, there, there, there's, a, there, there's a connection there to things like the Crusades, which is, you know, which are very real, and, and uh, not to mention, you know, it's just like the colonialism in, in the 19th and 20th century and whatnot. So, I mean, that, those are, are, are very present issues that come to mind when you use that term. So, you know, we want to be able to demonstrate who Christ is and what Christianity is all about um, and able to just, you know, f- f- if nothing else, you know, fulfill um, the Great Commission. And, you know, we want to, you know, let our light shine and we want to, um, you know, be salt and light in the world. And this is one way of doing it. It sounds like it's very much more, you know, the concept of action speak louder than words rather than, you know, evangelizing. 
the way we look at it is it's like, you know, it's not my job to convert you, you know? My job is to love you. And if the Spirit calls you, the Spirit, you know, there's nothing I can do to stop that or to help it. I, like, God doesn't need me. Um, but I want to just do my job as a Christian. I want to go out there and I want to love these people. And I want to hear their stories and I want to know, you know, how I've wronged them. And I want to hear, I want them know how I perceive them. And, you know, you know, I, I want to be able to, to build that bridge so that at least they know what, what, what my Jesus is all about. What do you think is the best way to begin to reconcile this, this kind of ingrained hatred between these two, these two nations? Um, you need to get involved on a personal level. If you just comment on it, well, you know, why don't Israelis do X and why don't Palestinians do Y? Um, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, 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 it really, it's just words and, and it doesn't affect anybody. Um, you know, you, 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 I really believe that you need to go there. I, I really believe that you need to hear where Palestinians are coming from. I mean, you ask the average Christian, what are the grievances of the Israeli people uh, against, you know, the Palestinians? And I bet you, you would get a list of 10 or 15, you know, 20 things, you know. But if you ask the vice versa, I don't think the list would be that long. If, you know, if you say, hey, what are Palestinians concerned about? And I think if you really want to affect positively, not just, not just the conflict itself, but also, you know, to say, you know, we are peacemakers. Um, and, and, you know, if you want to live out um, the Beatitudes, so to speak, you have to just be, you, you need to just, you need to be there. You need to interact with people. Um, and, and I think from there, you can both affect, um, you know, just what's going on politically for the positive, but also you do so much for the gospel um, that you, you can't imagine. Um, but, you know, sitting on the sideline and, you know, you know, maybe leaving notes on our, on, our, on our YouTube videos like you see, it doesn't help. It doesn't do anything at all. That was Ali Alaj. To get involved with the Bethlehem Christmas Project, check out their website, bcproject.info. Everybody else to wait the season bright. listening to She and Him. The song is Christmas Day from, uh, I think, our staff's favorite Christmas album right now. <laughs> a very She and Him Christmas. But don't buy it on vinyl, right? Didn't you say don't you, buy it on vinyl. It's one you had to take back? I had to take it back. I looked at it the other night and I said, Don't nope, do it. Put it down. Nope. 10th Avenue North has released two studio albums, 2008's Over and Underneath and last year's The Light Meets the Dark. Uh, the band is currently working on a new album called High Noon just set to release sometime mid-2012. Here they are performing Oh Holy Night. I heard there was a secret call that David played and it pleased the Lord you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall The major lift, the baffled king Composed a hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah 
taught us to love one another His law is love and His gospel is peace Change shall He break for the slave is our brother and in His name All oppression shall cease All sweet hymns of joy In grateful chorus raise We let all within us Praise His holy name He knows our need To our weakness No stranger Behold Your King Before Him lowly bend Fall On your knees Oh He was 10th Avenue North. Check them out at 10thAvenueNorth.com. You're listening to the work week. It goes on and on and on. Forever. <laughs> uh, the song is Perfect Time of Year for a Work Week. Um, from the album A Black Watch Christmas, playing right now on Relevant FM. It's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, the crew asked you uh, about the Forever Lazy and Cover Me in, your, in Prayer Snuggie and asked what other products are on the market that you would recommend as Christmas gifts for your closest loved ones. You went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com, and here are some of your replies. Can I read my favorite one? <laughs> I think that's the point. Uh, yeah. Uh, my favorite... <laughs> Well, I know, but sometimes Jesse steals it first. Go, go first. Yeah. Jump go. in there. Uh, my favorite wait, wait, one wait, is... wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one is from Brett R. Wilkes. 
uh, because uh, I clicked on the link before the podcast just to see what he was talking about, and he says a book uh, that his is his musket item of the year. It's just called How to Avoid Huge Ships. <laughs> it's literally a primer on if you're if you're a boat enthusiast, how to avoid giant trawlers in the ocean. Well, since we're out there in our our dinghy yeah. gambling, gambling boat, boat, just yeah. drifting. It's a good gift. That's but a good gift. You need to search like look at the cover is just yes. a gigantic ship, and it just says how to avoid huge ships <laughs> like it's bearing down on you about yeah, you're yeah. about to get also, smashed also yeah. we need to address this uh new and used it costs 999 dollars <laughs> the the other what? funny thing about that particular book on amazon is i was reading something about uh it was like review bombers and review trollers on Amazon. And that was listed as the number one example of people <laughs> purposely writing insane reviews for a book on Amazon. <laughs> like oh, people man. will seek out that book just to leave an insane review of what they thought of I'm it. I'm also really nervous that I, anytime I go to Amazon now, I like, I have a, a temporary subscription to prime. And I'm really nervous that anytime I go on Amazon, I'm going to accidentally click buy with one click. Mm-hmm. $999 <laughs> would not be good for the old bank account at Christmas. Yeah. Or the marriage relationship. Yeah, or the marriage. Uh, hey, Kate, I yeah. spent $1,000 on a boat book. But just well, so you know, if we're in the ocean, yeah. we we're the good news. The good news is I'm planning this whole deep sea gambling <laughs> boat operation. Yeah. And one of my concerns was getting hit by a big ship. Uh, JD posted a good one. Now, I can't recommend that anyone goes to the website because there is a little bit of a dicey T-shirt that they're advertising. But the product is called the Backup, and it is a bedside gun rack. (laughs) And when I say – when you hear bedside gun rack, you may think of something that is like a bedside table, something that actually sits beside the bed. This is a gun rack that actually is part of the mattress. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, except except if you roll over – well, it's like kind of on the side on the of the side. mattress. No, I know. I see it. But I'm just saying, like, if you rolled over or like your hand flops down in the middle of the night. We should get this for Chris. I yeah. love that there's instructional videos yeah, for it. I know. That's well, true. There, there's one here that looks pretty intrigued. intriguing that I'm just going to watch on mute. <laughs> that's that's called burglary caught on tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which if, if you have a, a gun attached to your bed. The burglary caught on tape, it will not end well. I guarantee you that. So let's see how this transpires. <laughs> Matthew Banker, he gave a few of them, but I like the one. It's called a daddle. It's a saddle for dads with young kids. You can buy it on Amazon. And um, it's just, it, you put it, You the dad gets down like a horse and put a, literally put a saddle on him and you walk and the kid sits on your back. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wait, so so it's a saddle for the child to ride the back of the dad. The dad. See, right. what I was envisioning was kind of a combo saddle. So when you know, if the dad is a horsing enthusiast, mm-hmm. he could take the child with him. But what you're saying, no, the dad it becomes would be great. the horse. It would be the great dad if it becomes was, the horse. It would be great if it was a combo saddle where the dad could ride a horse while the kid is riding <laughs> the dad's back. <laughs> I, I'm going to go off on a limb here and and just recommend that no one watch the burglary caught on tape. Video. <laughs> <laughs> you will not be very pleased with what you see. <laughs> what happens? Well, there, the, the 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 commercial opens with a very very muscular individual mm-hmm. wearing nothing but whitey tidies installing the bedside gun rack. <laughs> <laughs> he is. There's then a cutaway of three hours later. Uh, so it was a very bad coincidence for this particular burger burglar <laughs> that he he broke into this house. Uh, a mere three hours after Whitey Tidy Man installed this. So he's lying in bed with his significant other when he hears a rattling at the door lock. At that point, a, a burglar inch, enters the room and uh, Whitey Tidy Man is easily within arm's length of the gun and shoots him. <laughs> um, David Wilhite uh, recommends two Parks and Recreation gifts, which since it's my favorite show, I was excited to see that. Uh, the sw- the poster of the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness, which is That's brilliant, yes. like incredible, and then the book Pawnee, the Greatest Town in America, which I think I think actually has guided. Uh, if you're if you're a fan of the show, you know that they have all these murals that are incredibly like historically offensive, mm-hmm. and I think it has a guide to all the mur- murals, and they're oh. always really funny. Yeah. Did, did did you guys already point out to the USB pet rock? 
No. <laughs> the, the the description left by our, our podcast listener, and I just went to go visit to see if he's in fact correct on this description, uh, says not only does it do nothing, but it also takes up one of your USB ports. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a rock with a USB cable coming out, sticking into the computer. And that's Matthew Banker who left that. Does the USB power anything? Not that I can see. <laughs> that's what's so puzzling about it. <laughs> like, why not just have a fat rock? Why not have an, arbit- why have an arbitrary cord that plugs into your computer? <laughs> The uh, This is the description for the USB pet rock, by the way. This explains a lot. Simply plug in the USB cable into the free port and let the fun begin. The USB pet rock will instantly begin to work its magic. People will stop by and ask what your USB pet rock does. Each time you can make up a new story. For no matter what you say, it will be greater than the truth. Because the USB pet rock doesn't do a dang thing. Except make you smile and confuse your friends and co-workers, which will make you smile even more. So get your USB pet rock today and help make us rich tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that'll do it for uh, last week's feedback. Normally right now, you'd hear a little ditty (laughs) asking, introducing this week's question of the week. But guess what? We're not going to do that. Nope. We're not We're tired back. of hearing from you people. No. <laughs> uh, no. Um, next week, uh, we're doing a best of podcast uh, recapping the year. Um, basically, it's just a bunch of noises that Maya made and mm-hmm. yeah. weird characters that Jesse made. So, um, no, it's, it's going to be a best of uh, some of the highlights from this year of podcasting. So, since there won't be a feedback segment at the end, we figured we'll let you off the hook. You won't yeah. have to answer a question this week. And then after that is the week of Christmas, and we'll be back. Um, at the beginning, uh, first week in January. So uh, this is it for, you know, new, new episodes. Are you getting a little misty over there? We're getting a little misty. (laughs) Someday you'll find it. The rainbow connection. It's not easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, but before before we wrapped up this podcast, we wanted to uh, we wanted to we wanted to talk to the freeloaders out there. We wanted to talk to those of you that have downloaded 250 hours of podcast goodness and uh, have more than 250 hours, possibly, probably. Like we don't it. even know who's taking who's counting, uh, other than our intern. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not just for the freeloaders. Um, we we wanted to run a special uh, Christmas gift offer for uh, all the podcast listeners and the podcast listeners only. Um, if you go to a special URL and if you're looking for uh, a a way to support relevant this holiday season and B a way to get pretty darn good magazine and uh, iPad magazine. Um, we wanted to create a special um, gift offer. So if you want to give relevant as a gift this Christmas, you can do that for no- only nine ninety nine uh, per subscription. So what you get is uh, you buy your first subscription for fourteen ninety five, and then all your gift subscriptions after that are only nine ninety nine. And you're not just giving them six issues of relevant. You're actually going to give them uh, six issues of the iPad magazine as well for free. You get two issues of, Re- of Reject Apathy, our social justice magazine included, uh, mailed to you. And you get four albums of the relevant collection, which is exclusive tracks from the likes of uh, Bon Iver and Kai Kai, artists that have performed on the podcast, uh, Fantagram. I mean, amazing music um, that we put together four times a year just for subscribers subscribers only. So you get that included with the gift subscription that you're giving. Now, we added all this up. If every track was 99 cents, if every magazine was the price on the cover, it's actually $138 of, of actual tangible stuff you're getting for $9.99. So for those of you who are former freeloaders and are looking for, therefore, cheap Christmas gifts, <laughs> you get $138 of credit uh, by the recipient. And it only costs you nine ninety nine. So it's a pretty good deal. If you wanna if you wanna take advantage, it's relevantmagazine.com slash freeloader, of course. <laughs> for our for our podcast listeners who haven't you. yet subscribed to the magazine. Uh, if you are a current subscriber, you can still take advantage and you know, just give them all as gifts, which would be awesome too. So uh, relevantmagazine.com slash freeloader. We'd really appreciate it. And you know, I think you like the magazine. So well on that note, we'll wrap it up. Many thanks to Tenth Avenue North for coming through the studio. Uh, you can check them out at 10 
bethlehemchristmas.com. And if you want to find out more about the Bethlehem Christmas Project, you can visit them at bcproject.info. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Ryan Ham. I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Dashing through the snow in one horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtails ring, making spirits. Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Or you could just say, I'm no longer going to cry during children's movies.